you nostalgic backstabbers. Welcome to 9021 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of Beverly Hills 90210 from Fox to the CW. I'm Kendra Mickles, and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. I'm Nick Gunning, and I've seen them all. You can find more about this show and others like it at our network's website, RadioMeanwhile.com. Other shows on the network include Three Nice Things, where we force ourselves to say three nice things about a movie with a bad and often earned reputation. Radio 64, who the host of the show was on our episode last time, so if you liked him, you can listen to Radio 64 because he's there all the time, never leaves. <laughs> radio 64 featuring video game music remix radio and previously on X-Men, where we look back at X-Men comics, movies, shows, characters, and more. Kendra, I yes. have some breaking news for you. Are you ready for this? What? What? There's there's going to be a new addition to the Radio Meanwhile Network. What? Yes, that's right. Hold Eric the Nichols, phones. Is that the Eric is that Nichols, the, the term, the phrase? Anyway, continue. Yeah, hold the phone. Hold the phone. That was back when it was. Shut like, had the to, like, front be, door. Yeah, no. Exactly. <laughs> anyway. As you're probably aware, Eric Mickles and I host a weekly podcast called The All the Book Show for the David A. Howe Public Library. And for years now, we've stifled how much comic book talk we're allowed to put in there. So we finally just decided. Have you? To... <laughs> you know what, Kendra? <laughs> I know. I know. But the thing is, yes, we have. Because okay. <laughs> on, that, on that show, we always do a bookmark of what we're reading. And I usually pick like three graphic novels or comic book runs that I'm working on. And I don't talk about the other like five to ten so, and what you hear is also after I've edited out a good 10 minutes of it. So to answer your question, <laughs> uh, yes, we do limit how much comic book we talk, right. but I'll take your we finally it. just decided to give it its own show. So uh, we're recording the first episode this week. I don't know when it's actually going to be out, but it's called Comic Book Coffee Break, where Eric and I are just going to sit down on YouTube and talk about uh, all, all the things we love, comic books, what we're reading, uh, favorite runs from the past. It's just an informal chat where I drink coffee and Eric probably won't, and we talk about comic books. So keep an eye out on the Radio Meanwhile Network uh, website for information about the newest edition, Comic Book Coffee Break. I'm so excited about this. I'm excited, too. I know. It's going to be fun. Can I come on and talk about fables? Come on. Yes, I think I think so. I think we can allow that. Is it only superhero comic books you're discussing? No. Anything okay. goes. Cool. Anything goes. I've this read is the almost of all of Fables. So. Have I read this it all? This is the beauty of the podcast because all of the other podcasts we do, whether it's whether it's on Radio Meanwhile or the All the Book Show, are pretty research heavy. You know what I mean? But this one, Comic Book Coffee Break, we're just going to sit down and chat about the things we like. So I'm... I and feel you like guys be- can can chat with no research about comic books for weeks, a y- years, maybe. Well, uh, that's I. If you're complimenting me, I accept. That I am. Compliment, yes, but, that's I. But you, yeah, you have but that's, a wealth that's of the knowledge. idea behind it. That's the idea behind it. Just a nice, relaxed conversation about comic books that we love. So keep an eye out for that. Nice. I'm very excited for that. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Twitter at Here We Go Pod, and please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts. This week we're discussing episodes 3.7, Song of Myself, and 3.8, The Backstory. All right, let's crack open the West Beverly Blaze. Let's do it. I'm an investigative reporter for the West Beverly newspaper. These episodes originally aired September 9th and September 16th of 1992. We got some good shows coming out in September of 92. On September 5th, we had the Batman animated series and Goof Troop. 
Oh, yeah. I loved Goob. I mean, I loved both of those shows. Batman the Animated Series was appointment TV for me. I remember the premiere, like, crystal clear. It was on in primetime. Uh, it, was, it was pretty exciting. I watched it. I mean, I wasn't watching it in 1992, but I remember watching it a lot. And uh, Eric has all of it on Blu-ray now, so uh, I catch episodes looks here good and there. Too, too. Yeah. yeah, they remastered it and everything. It looks really nice. Yeah, um, it is good. So yeah, two great shows there. And then later on in September, we had the Adams Family cartoon. And I, I just have a feeling that you watched that, Nick. <laughs> it seems did, like something yeah. you would watch. <laughs> Yeah, though I'm much more a fan of the the 1950s like John Aston show than I am the uh, the cartoon. But yeah, yeah. That I makes remember sense. it. I remember that it well. That makes sense. And then yep. uh, on September 14th, we had the Whoopi Goldberg show premiered, which I have like never a talk, seen. Talk show or I don't know. Or? I don't know. Huh. I really okay. don't. I'd have to research that more. Interesting. But anyway, uh, September 9th we had the MTV Music Awards. Um, the biggest winners from the night were Van Halen and the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Each won three awards, mm, I think. Video nice. of the Year went to Right Now by Van Halen. Best Male Video, Tears in Heaven by Eric Clapton. Best Female Video, Why by Annie Lennox. Best New Artist in Video, Smells Like Teen Spirit, Nirvana. And then Breakthrough Video and the Viewer's Choice went to Under the Bridge, uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Which we just talked wow. about in our uh, just most recent episode. Yes, we did. Um, so, yeah, big winners. I can't remember. I don't know if I've seen any of those videos. I'm sure I've seen the video for Under the Bridge. And, of course, yeah. I've seen the video for Smells Like Teen Spirit. But uh, I don't sure. think I've seen any of those other ones. Okay. Um, and then a couple more things. September 12th, the Space Shuttle Endeavor launched. And Mae Jemison was on that space shuttle and she became the first african-american woman in space pretty cool the mission I, I remember this well i remember like talking about it in school and getting little like little packets about it that we that we talked about in class and everything it was it was a big deal well this is straight from uh, nasa's website the mission carried Ooh. a crewed space lab module space lab j a joint venture between nasa and the national space development agency of japan which conducted microgravity investigations in life and materials sciences so exciting times do with that what you will lastly september 13th joe itata turned 56 56 years he's, young he's he's, <laughs> he's pretty spry pretty i would spry I, for 56 in these episodes i think he looks younger than that yeah i think so he always i see i feel like he sort of locks it i mean this is how he looks in the 1960s adam west batman show joey tata so i feel like <laughs> he found a look that worked for him and just wrote Stuck it for the next it, 40 yeah. years yeah. Yep. all right nick take us beyond the zip code I will. Kendra, in 2013, Luke Perry popped up on the NBC sitcom Community yes, for did. a cameo in the season four episode Conventions in Space Time. The episode, which was po poking fun at Doctor Who fandom with her own creation, Inspector Space Time, uh, featured in its final moments of the episode a scene from the poorly received American remake of Inspector Space Time starring Luke Perry. In a final surprise moment, and I remember this so well when this was on, when Luke Perry showed up, I was like, Jason Priestley, Jenny Garth, Shannon Doherty. <laughs> <laughs> like in my head, I was like, please. But uh, in a final surprise, the inspector's companion turns out to be none other than a space tennis racket wielding Jenny Garth. <laughs> it was so funny because I just rewatched it um, this week, actually. And the first time I saw this episode, 
I had no idea who they were. It just like, <laughs> it didn't mean anything to me. And then we watched it again this week and I could not stop laughing. It was so yeah, I know. funny. Luke oh my Perry word. Just locks it in. He just nails it. It's like, it's like a, what a, a 30 second scene. Yeah. But he's so funny in it. It's with so his, funny. Like, his gravelly voice and his squinty eyes looking around and like, definitely Jenny watch it. Definitely go watch it, people, oh, if you haven't seen it. It's very um, funny. Something else from that episode, this is not 90210 related. but Well, then take it to another <laughs> podcast, Kendra. You remember in that episode, Abed um, is like friends with another guy that he's been pen palling with about space, uh, whatever the show is. And no, then he, I haven't like, seen this episode since it aired, so no, I don't remember. Okay, well, he has been like online friending with this guy who shows up and kind of pushes Troy out of the picture. Um, but it's funny because that guy is currently in Doctor Who as <laughs> as Doctor Who's sidekick. That's or awesome. at least in the season I'm watching, which I believe is season nine with with uh, Peter Capaldi. Uh, so, And I was like, oh, did they do that on purpose? No. He was in Community years before he was on Doctor Who. That's so funny when that happens. That reminds me of that Chris Pratt blooper from Parks and Rec where he says, uh, oh, yes, Steven Spielberg, you're wanting to talk to me about starring in Jurassic Park 4? <laughs> so funny because, you know, that was like a decade before Jurassic World so funny. starring Chris Pratt came out. So, you yeah. know. So funny. All right. All right. Well, let's look at the guest cast for this episode. It was directed by Jeff Melman and written by Chris Mancato and Kenneth Piller. Recurring players, uh, the ever-young Joey Tata, Denise Dows, Michael Kuditz, and Dana Barron return as Nat, Miss Teasley, Tony Miller, and Nikki. Nicole Tom shows up as Sue Scanlon. That name yes. might sound familiar to you, but we'll get into that in the episode. Sue Scanlon, this is the first of four appearances by her. She is best known for playing Maggie Sheffield on The Nanny, which, Kendra, I assume you're too young for. Oh, I've seen The Nanny. Okay. I don't. I actually don't like the nanny. Okay. That's controversial, I know, but yes, it is. Yep. She also played Rice Newton in the Beethoven franchise. Were you a fan of the Beethoven? That films? is probably what I know her best from. Actually, okay. uh, and, boy, and we were just talking about the DC animated universe with uh, Batman the animated series, but she also voices uh, Kara slash Supergirl in the DC animated universe. Nice. Next as soon as she popped Tyler. up, I was like, "Oh, it's that girl who's in the things." Yeah. <laughs> in the thing and maybe it was beethoven with charles groden i'm sure it was we have Corey tyler as herbert little this is the first of four appearances uh, for the character of herbert little he's best known for playing terrence taylor on a different world and appearing in the series kids incorporated Ooh. we oh, have like uh, the like the animated series I don't think it well, I don't think it was an animated series. He's credited as a dancer in several episodes. So oh, I think it's okay. like one of those one of those like a Mickey Mouse Club ripoff kind of shows. I don't I rem I remember hearing about the show Kids Incorporated, but I don't think that I ever watched it. Oh, you know what I'm I'm thinking of Kids Next or Oh. What's that show? I'll have to look it up. That's not the okay. show I was thinking of. Anyway, continue. I didn't watch Kids Incorporated, but I did watch a different world, which I liked uh, as a child. Uh we have Mark Kylie as Gil Myers. This is a major recurring character here. This is the first of thirteen episodes with Gil. So uh, love him or hate him, Gil's here for a while. It was not until this episode that I realized that he had a recurring role on Lois and Clark. He looks very different on Lois and Clark. No beard, uh, older, of course, but there he is with uh, another 902 and uh, no, 90210 alum, Dean Kane, uh, playing the character of Ching in a pretty cool arc uh, that spans seasons three and four. 
He also appeared as Lieutenant Laska on Star Trek Voyager and is best known outside of 90210 for playing Edward Vossler on 24. But he's seriously has been in for the last like 15, 20 years, has been in like every major show. I well, feel he like very every familiar, major procedural. Yeah. But uh, uh, I don't recognize him from any NYPD of Blue, Brooklyn South, Sliders, CSI, CSI Miami. I mean, he just is popping up all over the place, usually uh, in not just one offs, but in recurring uh, roles. So he's kind of the king of the recurring role. Finally, I mentioned this one just because of the weird connections that it brings out. But we have Jenny Kwan as the journalist student. Uh, she's the one who asked Gil if he is married, if yeah, you remember that yeah. in the episode. They kept sort of highlighting her, and I kept trying to figure out like who she was. And it turns out I wasn't recognizing her from anything. She's known primarily for her voice work. Uh, and one of her most prominent roles would be Audrey in the animated version of Little House, uh, Little Shop of Horrors. And Kendra... I always think of you when I when I hear Little Shop of Horrors because of your star turn as Audrey in yes, high school. Yes, I was Audrey. But it was to add a lot one, of fun. I yeah. To add one more layer of connection, that series, one of the writers on that show, Mr. Mel Gilden, ha! who wrote all the nine oh two and oh novelizations. And one of the episodes that he lists him as the primary author is called Back to the Fuchsia, and it's a parody of Back to the Future, which is my favorite movie. Wow. You are really good at finding all these what you, I just Kevin I just Kevin Bacon the heck out of that <laughs> uh by the way the uh the show I was thinking of was yes. co- codenamed Kids Next Door <laughs> which is an well, animated fun. series that is pretty well loved actually sounds fun okay all right uh our synopsis for Song of Myself it's senior year baby Brandon decides he wants to coast through senior year and informs Andrea that he's quitting the blaze. But new faculty advisor Gil Myers has other plans for the paper, much to Andrea's dismay. Meanwhile, Kelly and Dylan continue to navigate the awkwardness their secret fling is causing the close-knit gang. Brenda, Donna, and Steve sign up to be senior buddies. Steve gets Herbert, Brenda is assigned Scott's little sister Sue, and Donna is assigned Nikki Witt, David's summer fling. <gasps> I have a lot of dramatic. I have audio. a lot of feelings about these two episodes, actually. So let's get into it. Okay. All right. Uh, we let's start, do it. and it's so funny that the synopsis said "back to school, baby," because I wrote that in my notes. That was the first thing that I wrote. That's back funny. to school, baby. Nice. Uh, so we're back to school. <laughs> I at first here wrote that I hate Brenda's back to school outfit, but later she like takes off oh. the jacket. And it's a it's a brown dress underneath, and I liked that. But it looks so blah. The, yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, didn't like it. Donna, Donna, dressed like a baseball. <laughs> yeah, I liked Donna and Kelly's outfits. They were both yeah. wearing white I lo- dresses, yeah. I think. Really heavy with the white Yeah. lately, it seems like. Remember when Donna was just wearing a wedding dress for no reason? Yeah. Do you remember that <laughs> in the peach pit? I do. No one knows why, but she was. I do remember that. Uh, Brandon's talking about how he's been working real hard and he really just wants to have fun this year and and coast through his last year in high school. This, it makes no sense to me that yeah. he's like, I think senior year is the year I'm going to screw yeah. off. You well, know what I mean? It just seems senior, like. Senioritis, you know. Yeah, okay. I get but, it. All right. I get it. Uh, Donna and Kelly are talking about Brenda and Dylan and. Uh, Don is making little comments about them and Kelly is being all sad about mm-hmm. about them. Uh, then we go to David, who's uh, on the mic making announcements. And uh-oh, Nikki's there <laughs> watching him through the window. I, I loved this like horror movie flashback of like, <laughs> like, like showing them making out on a couch. Yeah, it was really funny. Yeah. Uh, just in case we forgot where I did. 
where we knew Nikki from. I had not forgotten. <laughs> uh, so Nikki comes in the booth and she's very impressed with his setup and informs him that she has moved to California and that she is now Ooh. going to West Beverly High. She transferred. Look out. Uh, David is not uh, not too thrilled about Mm-mm. this. Mm-mm. Donna, Brenda, and Steve are waiting to meet their freshman buddies. So a or transfers. So yeah. it's like freshmen's or new people to the or school. Or new, yeah, new to campus. Yeah, I was confused a by senior that too. Buddy. Yeah, yeah. What if a senior is new? Hmm. What what happens then? Does the system fall apart? I don't know. Maybe it does. Steve yeah. is hoping to get uh, matched up with a hot girl, of course, but he is matched up with Herbert Little, mm-hmm. uh, who's kind of a dorky, dorky kid. And yeah. uh, Steve tells him, uh, I'm just doing this for the credit. Stay out of my way, basically. Yeah. He's, not, Herbert, he's not super nice to him. Not super relevant. Herbert has a tiny little ponytail coming straight he off does. the back of his head. I he just, does. Yeah. I just want you to know that as we discuss Herbert. It's important Herbert to know. Future. It is. It is. Brenda is paired with Susie, who at first looks very clean cut. She does. But then Brenda shows her where the bathroom is. And while she's in the stall, Brenda's like telling her about the school. And then Susie comes out and she's changed her clothes. She's got like a midriff and she's smoking and uh, she's she's changed her whole look. Yes. I mean, she's basically wearing jeans, a bra and like a jacket. Yeah. And she is phenomenally bad with that cigarette. I don't know if you noticed that or not, but <laughs> I didn't really notice. It was so every time she picked it up, she's like, "Oh, this is natural." It was, it was like her hand was backwards or upside down. It was crazy. So I we know Nicole Tom was not a smoker when this was made. I think is the uh, the point here. Yeah, I think so. Uh, at the Blaze, Brandon is late coming in. Andrea says they have a new faculty advisor. And yes. Brandon says that he wants to quit. He doesn't want to work the blaze this year. It's too much Which work. Is, it's not new either. Brandon has tried to quit the paper. He has. And she brings that point. up. Like, ah, yeah. you said the same thing last year. Yeah. So they're arguing about this. And their new advisor, Mr. Myers, walks in and is uh, kind of picking on them for uh, arguing, but says that He's on Andrea's side, and they may have to try and convince Brandon to stay on the paper. Kendra, let me ask you this in your professional opinion. Now, we've seen a lot of teachers uh, mm-hmm. so far who have been presented as smoke shows, uh-huh. you know, yeah. as uh, totally totally hot teachers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, what did you think of uh, of Gil Myers? I when, you... he, when he walked in, I was like, oh, another hot new teacher i guess all right i mean he's definitely supposed to be a looker so much so that i was like oh are we gonna have another andrea on our hands yeah another andrea's in love with he is better looking than chris Suter. i will i I i'm just gonna i'm gonna put it out there that i think he's the best looking so-called hot teacher that we've had so far i would agree with that okay i would agree with that also chris Suter gets a name drop did you remember that? Yes. They had a little callback to that. Yes. And I wrote yeah. it. I wrote it down somewhere. So we must not have gotten to it yet. But, no, uh, we're not yet. But no. I did. But I did write it down. Yeah. Um, does he have an accent? Sometimes hmm. he would say stuff and I'm like, what is he doing with the way he's talking? And I couldn't figure it out the whole episode. So I'll have to keep you, listening. I know what you mean, but I don't think that he does. Okay. Maybe he was just, I don't know. I don't know. I thought he was talking weird sometimes. Hmm. But anyway, we go to Spanish class, and Kelly walks in and sees that Dylan is also taking Spanish, 
And mm-hmm. she sits down next to him, and Dylan says that he tried to call her, but David answered, and he hung up because <laughs> he didn't want to, mm-hmm. didn't want yeah. David to know. Um, but he thought that they should have talked before the first day of school. Yeah, and uh, they didn't get to. And then Brenda walks in. She's also in Spanish class. Uh, How fun! Yeah, it's so fun for so Kelly. So fun. She's so happy. Yeah. Later on, Andrea tracks down Mr. Myers to um she's made what has she made, Nick? A plan for something for the paper. Andrea? Yes. Oh yeah. Andrea's yeah, basically like her her thing is it's senior year. This is the year that we're really gonna like distinguish the paper. She has a whole plan to to change it up and make it like streamlined and great to get, get attention of colleges and things. Yes. And she also uh, wants to thank him for helping keep Brandon on the on the staff. And yes. this whole exchange, Mr. Myers is kind of trying to, like he's not giving her much time. He's kind of trying to get away from the conversation, I guess. Yeah. You can tell on her face after he leaves that she is unhappy for some reason. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's what I got out of that exchange. Well, I, I feel not that like he was she, being mean, but that yeah. he was like, okay, later, goodbye. Yeah. I I think I just, I got the impression that, I don't even, I don't even remember her name. This is how not present she was. But Mrs. Whatever, who was the, the old faculty advisor yeah. for the Blaze, pretty much was just like, be free, my children. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like Andrea clocks really early on that Gil's going to be a little bit more hands-on. So yes. I think that she's struggling with like, trying to be assertive and show that like, she takes it seriously, but I think in this moment she realizes maybe she pushed it a little too far. Like, she's a little over the top about it. Yes. So, it's lunchtime now, and Donna and David are talking, and then Donna's like, oh, here comes my freshman buddy. And guess who it is, Nick? It's Nikki It's Nikki. Witt. Nikki Witt. And-, and Donna has made a huge deal about how close they've become and how much they have in common, and, like, she just, David's like, oh, you've got a new friend, and then Nikki Witt shows up, and... Yes. They pretend they don't know each other, which right away I'm like, bad idea. That's that's the wrong move, I think. Yeah, I I think so too. Yeah, yeah he like it. She introduces them, and Nikki is like, "Oh, David, is it nice to I meet know. you?" She really lays it on thick too. <laughs> um, but Nikki is not. She's not a freshman. She's a sophomore, right? Sophomore transfer student. Sophomore yeah. transfer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Then we go to Dylan and Brenda eating lunch. Dylan wants to go to his house to eat lunch, um, but Brenda says no, and then they do some kissing. Kelly mm-hmm. is watching them kiss, sadly, because that's her new thing, is to watch Did them you? sadly from afar. It really is. It's like the, the, the whole thing this season. I was fascinated by the weird choices of staging in this scene. Did anything stand out to you weird? No. Okay, they're sitting around a, there's a tree in the center, and then, you know, like, gravel and stones and things there. And then there's, like, a bench built up all the way around. Everybody else is just sitting on that thing. But Brenda and Dylan are on, like, a little plastic bench that someone has, like, put right up against the existing bench. And I just could not figure out why they would do that. Huh. It looked so weird to me. Like, just sit on the thing that's a bench. Why do you have a bench butting up against the other bench when everybody else (laughs) is just sitting? It was weird. It was weird, and I wanted to know its secrets. That's so weird. I'll have to go back and look because I do not remember that. Yeah. Brenda tries to call to Kelly, um, who's walking away, but Dylan says, let her go. Mm-hmm. And Brenda's like, why? And he quickly, he's such a quick liar in this episode. Yeah, he yes, he, he is. says, because uh, I just want to have lunch alone with you. Yep. 
He's such a liar in this episode. It makes me mad. Later on, uh, they're having a meeting at the Blaze. I believe this is after school. And Mr. Myers says he doesn't really, he he wants to change the layout. Yeah. And he thinks that it could be better, uh, which kind of is offending Andrea. Yeah. um, Because she worked hard on that. Right. Well, he's not he's not overly critical of it. I don't think I don't think he's really unfair. He's just saying he says it's very readable. It's better than a lot of other papers that he sees. But it's also a little bit of like damning it with faint praise. Yeah. You know, he's saying like it's not bad like other papers. It's not really (laughs) the same as saying it's good. So, yes. Again, she clocks that there's a problem here real quick. Yes. And then this is when uh, I forget the character's name asks if he's married. Oh, uh, yeah. Jenny Kwan is the actress. She's not named in this. But yeah. And everyone laughs which and, I, I can't imagine asking a teacher that <laughs> no me neither it's a weird thing to ask a teacher andrea is not pleased with that question either. no she's, like, oh, she's my not gosh. uh after the meeting andrea tells brandon that she thinks mr myers doesn't like her mm-hmm. and uh this is when brandon brings up he says something like are you gonna fall for him like you did that drama teacher or something yeah. which yeah. i think was i don't know I don't know if that's like a, is that a funny thing to throw around a funny story? I mean, I don't think so, but I don't, I also don't think is that, that a thing Brandon they laugh knows, about now. <laughs> I don't think Brandon knows the extent, the extent of everything that happened. I think it was more like, because remember that, that episode and that was the, that was the season two summer season, both Brenda and Andrea have a, have like a crush on this teacher and he clearly prefers Andrea. So I think that's all that Brandon knows. Oh, okay. I don't think he realizes how far things went. Okay. But gotcha. yeah, no. Uh, also, not relevant to the to the plot, but Andrea is wearing terrible jeans. Andrea is even by early '90s standards, it's <laughs> terrible. Boxy, boxy blazer, real thick acid washed jeans. She looked like a refrigerator box. It wasn't good. <laughs> Classic Andrea. It wasn't good. No, but I thought her outfit earlier. She had like a like a red like flowered dress on. I thought she looked very cool earlier. So it was like mm. she's making making a making a poor fashion choice. Is all I'm saying. Gotcha. Next scene is at the Walsh home. They're making dinner. Uh, Dylan is over, and they are grilling out. And Jim is talking about how he can't get the grill to light, and then Dylan goes outside to help him light the grill. And uh, it's just a little scene to show that things between Jim and Dylan have cooled way off since. Yeah, I mean, they're great now. Yeah. They're like the, they're like the Waltons. Yeah, they're, they're very <laughs> They're best chummy. buds. Best yeah. buds. He's uh, like, well, Papa-san, let me show you how to light this thing. And yeah. Jim's like, oh, Dylan. Yeah, I and Brenda is, is very, very happy. Yeah. Uh, little does she know what, what else has been going on. Mm-hmm. But anyway, next scene is at Kelly's, and uh, Kelly is, like, lifting weights in the mirror, teeny tiny the, little weights. The, I was just gonna say the <laughs> tiniest weights I've ever seen. It was like it was just the little tiny barbells, and she forgot to put the weights on. Yeah, that's what it looked like. <laughs> yeah, um, but her and David are talking about um, she's having a hard time seeing Brenda and Dylan together so much, and David comes out and asks her, like, "Are you in love with Dylan?" And she says, "No." Yeah. Um, and then he starts talking about how the whole Nikki situation and Kelly says that he should come clean about Nikki. Mm-hmm. Um, and he kind of throws it back at her a little bit like, OK, I'll take your advice about coming clean to my it girlfriend. Does. I know. I know. And I was a little bit on the fence about this, too, because I was sort of feeling like David should just tell her. You know, yeah. but I sort of don't feel that way about Dylan and Kelly and it's Brenda. Different. It is different. 
Because that not, would just be... It's a best a best friend cheating with your yes. boyfriend. Exactly. It's different than a stranger randomly yeah. kissing. I don't know. It, yeah. Both are, are not good. Both no, are no. bad. But it is different. Well, one one is like just tossing like a firebomb into the middle of, you know, <laughs> yeah. and the other one is just sort of like, oh, that's unpleasant. But yeah. we'll we'll talk about Donna's reaction a little later in the episode, too, because that's that's worth a few minutes. Yes, I think so. I love the Kelly David dynamic. I think that's a really nice addition to the show. I think so, too. I really like it. Also, I think they're more believable siblings than Brandon and Brenda. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes, yeah. sometimes they are definitely anyway. very believable as siblings yes so. they are next scene is at the library andrea is reading and mr myers happens to be at the library there he is and he comes over to talk to her and ask what she thinks about brandon and if he has leadership potential uh and then says i was thinking about making brandon the editor of the blaze yeah since you've already done it for two years yeah as a teacher let me just say yeah. that i would not broach that subject like that no well it's it feels like and i mean we need to talk about like the sexism of gill which which is a plot point in the episode um but i you know i'd like to hear what you have to say about this because the whole situation i feel like is Ah. sticky it is yeah it's yeah go ahead well because uh first of all you're right i mean they're not at school it's not like let's have a meeting about this i think there's a world in which it's fair to say You've done this for two years. You have somebody else who's been like moving up. This is their last chance. You know, it's good to give more than one person like this experience. I think there's a world in which that makes sense. But nothing about the way Gil or Brandon act in this scenario play to that at all. He he I mean, I was kind of upset with her for not sticking up for herself in this situation. But also he's her he's her male new teacher who's coming in being like hey we're gonna do this basically yeah i mean she didn't really have he didn't really ask i don't know he didn't really give her time to he he manipulated her yes that's that's what he did because he he leads up to that with like what do you think of brandon do you think he's a leader do you think he could like take on more responsibility do you think he's like good at working on the paper all of this stuff so it gets to the point where he's like i think we make him the new editor She's kind of got nowhere to go. Yeah. Because she's already agreed with everything he said leading up to it, which he knows, which is why he did it in this way. Yeah. So, you know, I think that just makes him a jerk and sexist as we yes. get into the episode a little Definitely bit more. But we can put sexist. a pin in that for now. Yes. Okay. Put a sexist pin in it. Next day. Oh, oh, but sorry. Hold on. <laughs> this is the scene where he says, We make him the new editor in chief, and you can be the woman behind the man. Yes. Ugh. Ugh. That was that was a frustrating thing. And and Andrea just kind of is like, yeah, like she doesn't she did. That's all she can say, really. Well, it's it's all it all comes back to power dynamics. You know, like like you said, he's her teacher. He's in charge of everything. He's put her in this awkward position. Like what else can she do? They're out in public talking about it. They're not in school or anything like that. But it's it's not even like he said, and then you can really focus on honing your writing skills or, you know, taking like being more of a a publisher. Nothing. He just says you can be the woman behind the man, which is just garbage. Yeah, total garbage. Okay, are we ready for the next scene? Yes. Okay. Next day at school. There's three three guys are picking on poor Herbert. They've taken his (laughs) 
his oh no 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 just like, kidding not yet not yet okay. he he just comes up to steve to ask him a question and steve kind of brushes him off because he's trying to While flirt steve with a girl is, yeah steve's hitting on a girl being like i can give you a ride home in my corvette and then yeah. herbert shows up yes yes um then brandon runs into nikki on the stairs mm-hmm. in like a hug <laughs> he like i know hug runs into her <laughs> yeah. on the stairs it's just like a this is like a running bit throughout the episode. And yeah. every time it happened, my wife was like, stop touching her. Stop <laughs> touching her. It's so much. It's so it much. It re- he, he envelops her yeah. <laughs> like a syrup. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, Nikki then goes to talk to David and says that she really likes Donna and she doesn't want things to get sticky is what she says. Mm, um, yes. And so she. Like a syrup. Yes, like a syrup. <laughs> so she wants David to tell Donna so it can just yes. all be out in the open. And yes. David says that he will tell her that night. Yep. In English class, they are talking about Song of Myself, which is mm-hmm. a poem by Walt Whitman. Yes. Okay. Uh, and he's reading it out loud and it's very uh feminist right i that that is his reading of it i don't know if that would necessarily it's pro, be it's an pro women it's pro it, it, women i would say out of context i don't know if uh is walt whitman a feminist i, oh, I, don't, I don't know, know. i don't know but i can't speak to that where's <laughs> right, your wife she she would yeah, know yeah yeah she was an english major get her in here call hillary in there yeah. um <laughs> uh but uh yeah so they're talking about this poem and after class, Mr. Myers asked Brandon to and Andrea to stay and is basically like, congratulations, Brandon, you're the new editor. And again, Andrea doesn't really say anything. She's just like, good job. You did it. Here we go. You know, just a quick on Walt Whitman here. I'm just looking in the So To Speak Journal has an article about this. And it, the So To Speak Journal says Whitman was all about gender equality and getting rid of slavery before the Civil War and the Emancipation Proclamation and way before women's suffrage. His poetry is also filled with references to male lovers, which didn't make him the most popular poet of the time. So huh. I maybe that maybe that is an accurate reading of, of Walt Whitman. Hmm. I didn't know that. Anyway, about Walt Whitman. Sorry. Proceed. Anyway. Uh, later on in the hallway, Brandon runs into Nikki again, knocks all her books yes. on the floor. Yes. I believe yep. it, this is when that happens. Then he finds Mr. Meyer and wants to talk about the position and about Andrea. And they kind of go somewhere to sit and talk. And Brandon thinks, Brandon says he thinks that Andrea should do it, that she's put in the work and that she should be the one to do it. Um, and that he really just wants to chill this year. I'm I'm going to call BS once again on Brandon in this scenario because why isn't he talking to Andrea? Why wouldn't he go talk to Andrea? Yeah. I mean, if he really is concerned about how Andrea is feeling, why is he asking this complete stranger? Like, is Andrea really okay with this and all this? Like, I think Andrea should do it. If you really thought Andrea should do it, you would have had this conversation with her and you would present it to him that way. So I think Brandon is flattered. He's obviously flattered and for good reason. But he's not being a good friend once again. Yeah, I I agree. Um, but they they talk a little bit, and Mr. Meyer talks about how his senior year was what changed everything for him because of his English teacher, and pretty much talks says that Andrea was all for it. Yeah, which that should be a red flag. I mean, he should. I don't know. He should know that she wouldn't have reacted that I know. way. I'm really curious about like the intention of this because 
on the one hand, I feel like Gil, Mr. Myers, is clearly uh, – I don't know. I think he's clearly manipulating the situation. He's not really taking Andrea's feelings into – into this at all he's not really considering her at all he just sees brandon he sees brandon has potential that's not being met and he thinks how do i get brandon to meet this potential and the easiest way to do that is to shove andrea out of the way yeah but on the on the other hand when he sort of realizes that that's what happens when he's telling brandon that andrea's andrea's all for it when he's talking to andrea also kind of believe like through his acting that he believes those things do you Mm -hmm. know what i mean yeah so Mm -hmm. i'm not really sure whether that's a directing issue or a writing issue or an acting issue, but it seems like he is inconsistent in this episode. I think he's just, I think he's oblivious. To his sexism. Yes. I really, I really think he is. Okay. So anyway, moving on. What's next? Uh, Brenda wants Dylan to throw a barbecue at his house since he's Mm -hmm. an expert griller. Yes. (laughs) Apparently they run into Sue again. And every time they run into her, she's, uh, like taking it up a notch with the the bad girl kind of look, yeah. And uh, <laughs> she's like with a with a guy this time, and mm-hmm. I don't understand the dress code at this. School. I don't. I don't know. I it's, don't it's understand very, it. It's bra heavy, I guess. Yeah. I mean, later. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's now or later. But Brenda is just wearing a jean vest. Yeah. With nothing underneath it. So you can see her stomach. Yeah. I assume only a bra is underneath. Mm -hmm. But I, that's crazy. It's crazy. It is a little crazy. It's It's crazy crazy. to wear that school. You're right. Um, And she also mentions that, hey, Kelly wasn't in Spanish class. Where is she? And then the camera pans inside of Miss Teasley's office, and there's Kelly. Mm -hmm. Um, And she says that she wants to take art with Donna. And Miss Teasley says, well, we'll have to rearrange your whole schedule. And she says, oh, darn. Okay. I guess Mm -hmm. that's what we have to do. So she's trying to get out of Spanish class. Yes. Yep. Not being classes with Brenda and Dylan. And everybody's quick to comment how Kelly is not artistic. Mrs. Mrs. Teasley is. Dylan does later. Everybody's like, I don't think art is for you, Kel. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But she wants to do it. Yeah. Later on in the hallway, there's some boom mic in this. Oh scene. my gosh! In the in the Kelly or uh, the David Donna scene. Yes. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of boom mic. Uh, yes. David and Donna are talking, and he's like, "Well, what are you doing tonight? Well, what are you doing later?" And she's busy all night. Nikki's coming over for dinner, and he he's kind of like, "Okay, no." He says he's fine, but he's clearly not fine. Yeah. And this is his moment, Kendra. If David is going to like man up and be honest with Donna, this is the moment. Yeah, I think so. And he doesn't take it. Nope. Doesn't take it. Doesn't do it. Just tell her, David. It's that classic thing that they do in sitcoms all the time where someone should tell someone something and then they find out later and then they're mad. They just don't. They just don't. Yeah. At the blaze, Brandon wants to change the layout. And Andrea, he's telling Andrea about this and she's... She's upset about it, takes him out mm-hmm. in the hallway and says that. She, oh, no. Before that, he says that Mr. Meyer said that she has a plan written up for mm-hmm. the for the blaze. And could he see it? Yeah. Since he's the editor now. Right. And she says, like, I'm not going to do all this work and then let you take the credit for all the hard work that I've done for the blaze. Like, that's not fair. Yeah. And then they get into this whole fight 
And she says that she knows that he can't do the job as well as she can and that she's going to quit. And he, as she's walking away, says, it's not my fault. You're too egotistical to deal with this. Yeah. I love, she is so strong in this moment. Like everything she says to him is just dead on. Yeah. He's like, well, why'd you, why'd you back me for the job? And she's like, what the heck am I supposed to do? You know, and they just go back and forward. And he, he has that line, you're too egotistical. And she turns back. And I feel like you can see in her face that she could just destroy him yeah. if she wanted <laughs> she to. But she's, she's just like, mama ain't got time. You know? <laughs> and she just turns around and just walks right out. Yes. This is one thing that I really like about this show is that I feel like the characters have really clear trajectories. You know, we've talked a little bit how I feel like in a lot of ways, Brandon is the one who has had the least like momentum as a character. But I feel like Andrea in season one was all about like, Kelly doesn't like me and I'm such a sad little girl, you know. And now she's kind of like, why don't you just shut up, Brandon? (laughs) Why don't you shut your dumb gelled haired mouth? And, you know. Uh, so I really like I really like the progression that Andrea's had, where she is just becoming more and more like confident in her own abilities, comfortable in her own skin, and willing to tell people off, usually Brandon, uh, when it's necessary. So I thought this was just a perfect walkout moment for her. I thought so as well. Okay. Next scene is at the Peach Pit. Steve used his <laughs> own money to get a bunch of forty fives of David's music to put in jukeboxes. Yeah. Because interesting. That's that's one way to go, I guess. It's one way to get people to I, You know what? I, I know that like 45s by 1992 were, were pretty antiquated. But I remember a lot of the places like pizza places and stuff that I would go as a teenager. Like I would go and play the jukebox no matter what. So I think there's something to it. Yeah, sure. It's just, it's just funny that you that's. Know. That's something he thought of. But anyway, um, yeah, then they get yeah. into talking about Nikki and Steve, of course, says that he shouldn't tell Donna about yeah. Nikki and that he should yeah. make Nikki his side dish and that he mm-hmm. if if Donna ever finds out, he should deny that anything ever happened. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, gross. Yes. Uh, before before the gross stuff, though, I like how. Uh, David is saying Donna thinks she's the one who heard the single first. Nikki thinks she's the one who heard the single first. It's a whole thing. And Steve's like, well, I thought I heard the single first. I like that. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Yeah, that was funny. Uh, next scene is at Dylan's house. They are home with the groceries and Dylan admits that he cannot cook. Which Can't do it. Grilling out. Can't do it. I mean, I guess there's an... People would say there's an art to it, but really... You gotta know... You got to know when it's cooked so you're not, you know, it's hard to tell when something's really cooked. That's true. But yeah, you grill I mean, more than I do, so you, you would you would know. Thank you, Kendra. Thank you. <laughs> Kendra, I I I had I noticed this and I wondered if you did too. Did you see a key a key prop that was moved when uh Brenda's like you got to clean this place up? No. Dylan's guitar. Oh, he picks up his guitar. He yes. picks up his guitar. And remember, it was a whole thing about how he, he pawned his guitar and he loved it so much. Yep. And we were like, he's never touched a guitar. He'll never touch a guitar again. Well, <laughs> well, now I we're eating, eating our words. He we touched are. The Dylan guitar. Picked, he picked up a guitar once again. Now I feel like a fool. Brenda goes to clean up and she finds an earring in the couch. Oh, yes. He is such a smooth liar in this not mm-hmm. even a beat. He's like, oh, that's my mom's. No. Remember, she came to visit while you were in Paris. Even before that, though, Brenda's like, what's this? And he was like, oh, it looks like an earring. Yeah. Like, nothing at all. He's just got a perfect poker face. So smooth But yeah, it. So, 
Yeah, says he think he's like, I remember my mom stopped by while you we were away, and that was probably hers. You know, just yeah, it was a shockingly good lie that he popped out. Also, nice to know that Iris stopped by. Yeah, you know? nice to know. I Unless guess, he was lying about that, but <laughs> I don't think so because he said he'd already told her. So I got yeah. the impression that she actually had been there. That's but. true. That's true. Anywho, next day at school, Dylan asks. Kelly about why she wasn't in class and she tells him about her whole new schedule and he uh, makes fun of her art skills says she can't draw a straight line with Mm -hmm. a ruler yes gives her the earring back and tells her that Brenda found it and Kelly immediately throws it in a bush and is like well I guess I'm not wearing those anymore (laughs) I know I love that she didn't like take it or when she just like throws it where she is it was was. Um, and Dylan says even if you hadn't changed your schedule, I would have changed mine to make it more comfortable for everyone. And she said, I changed my schedule for me. Like, I yeah. needed to do that for me, not for anyone else. Yeah. Which I liked. I liked, I thought this was another really, really strong character moment, another, like, point of strength for Kelly, where she's like, you know, I, I like you said, I only did this for myself. Like, you and Brenda, you have each other and you do your own thing. But, like, I got to do what's best for me and this is what's best for me. And I respect that, like, though she is sad and uncomfortable by this, she's not out there, like, seeking pity from people right. or anything. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like she's just like, this is a stupid thing I did. I just have to deal with it and fine, I'll do that. I just like that she owns it and is, like, taking the responsibility and living her life. Yes, agreed. I thought she felt... After all the Jake nonsense, I thought she felt really strong in this episode. Agreed. Um, this is where I wrote, what is the dress code in this school? Because Donna mm-hmm. and Brenda pass Sue again. And again, she's just wearing like a bra. She's now hanging with yeah. a bunch of, you know. Let's say losers. Yes. <laughs> and uh, this is where Brenda is wearing that vest. And... Um, this is where Donna tells Brenda that her name is Sue Scanlon. She's Scott's Scanlon. sister. Yes. Which I was surprised and that they brought up mind, Scott again. I was surprised too because after that episode, after like bearing the time capsule, this is the first time Scott is mentioned yeah. in almost a full season, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Almost an entire season. So it was kind of surprising to have that come back. back. Yeah. And Donna, Donna also says that Scott's mom is weird, which we were all about when Scott's mom was in those episodes. She was weird. She was, she was a weird. weird, weird lady. She was weird. Yes. Nice to have confirmation in dialogue. <laughs> in English class, Mr. Myers wants Andrea to stay back after class to talk to him. And she says that, well, she, she actually brings up first that he didn't call on her the whole class. Yeah. And he says it's because he knew she knew the answers, which isn't that why you want to call on someone if they're yeah. raising their hand? Anyway. Yeah. Um, and she says she's resigning from the blaze um, because she says he ripped her off. She put in so much work bringing the blaze back to life and all that. And then she he just took it all away from her. And he says, well, why didn't you say something? And she says, she says that she wanted him to like her. And mm-hmm. that honestly, like she didn't feel, she didn't know what she could do. Yeah. And he says that sometimes overachievers need to get past their own ego to, right. and, you know, deal with disappointment and stuff. And, and she, she laces into it. Oh, yeah. She calls him on that. And she's like, if I were a guy, you would be saying, you would be, congratulating me on my ambition but because yeah. i'm a woman 
you're you're saying that you know I'm being too pushy or I'm being this and being that. And yeah, her, and, I wrote these down because she says if I were a man, you would say I'm assertive, but you're calling a, a woman pushy. If I was a man, you'd say I'm tough. As a woman, it's a bitch. And that's not fair. And she really like lays it out. And he's all like, are you saying I'm sexist? Yeah. Because I, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And she basically leaves it at that, that he is being sexist and he's acting that way. And he's pretty taken aback. He had never thought he that is. she would yes, say that. Yes, he is. Like, I, I guess you got to give him a little credit for not just dismissing it right away. Yeah, a, a, just a tiny little bit of credit that that at least he was he was open to hearing that maybe because he kind of knew that all along. But what, I mean, what did you think of this, Kendra? I mean, what did you think of his whole like? Did you clock him as this being a sexist thing right from the beginning? Like, I wonder. Well, it was hard to tell where they were going with it at first. At first, mm-hmm. I thought they were going to be doing like a he's flirting with the students kind mm-hmm. of kind of thing again. Um, but but yeah, I mean. I, I thought that it's pretty clear that he's he's trying to lift up Brandon instead of seeing all this great work that Andrea is already doing. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, he's well, definitely acting by in a in a sexist manner. Yeah. I guess I just think if he were a better teacher, he could find ways to uh, elevate and encourage Brandon without it being at the expense of Andrea. Yeah, agreed. I think it's I think it's lazy of him to just be like, well, you get out of the way and, and, and you know, let this guy he he needs the push and you just wait over here in the wings. I think that's just like laziness. It is. That yeah. Is, you know, you know, yeah. on top on top of the sexism. So it's like it's a double whammy from Gil here. Yeah. Nick, this is called implicit bias. Really? Yes. Do and t- I do tell me more. I've done uh, during this pandemic. I've been doing a lot of Zoom trainings and stuff mm-hmm. for because I'm a teacher if you okay. listeners if you didn't know and uh, so I've been doing a lot of them and a lot of them have been about bias and acknowledging our biases in the classroom and uh, I went to one that talked about the different types of bias and how some like we're choosing to be biased against someone but others are you are being biased but you don't necessarily know that you're being biased but you need to yeah. ch- check your biases and a lot of the ones I've been to have been about race um, and about how we deal with um, our students who are different races. Um, but it's it's interesting when you when you think about your teaching and how you deal, like even how I deal with like male and female students. Mm-hmm. Like you're always, it's proven that teachers are there's more males that are you know sent out of class and put in detention and expelled than there are females just things like that um so it's it's interesting to uh to look at that stuff but yes yeah. it's called implicit bias well i just think it's something that ev- even if you like like guilt for example he doesn't think this is something that he's guilty of you know and like for me as as a man who has employees of both genders i don't feel like that's something that i'm guilty of but i also don't ever just like become complacent with that i yeah. just think when you're in a position of authority like you just have to keep yourself in check. You have to, it has to be present in your mind. You have to think about like the things you're doing and why you're doing them and how they may feel to, you know, employees or, or, or colleagues. I just think it's something that even if, even if you, you are truly not influenced by this, which I think is <laughs> pretty unlikely. I think you just have to take that extra step to, 
to look back at yourself every once in a while and think about the things you've said and done and the way you've treated people that you work with or who work for you. Yes. And he does kind of bring that up later. We'll get to that a little later, his reaction to that. Uh, Next scene is in the hallway. I said I love Donna's outfit here. She's got like a black outfit, black off-the-shoulder shirt that I really Mm -hmm. liked. Okay, yes, I remember now. She's walking with Nikki, and Nikki, another classic uh, TV show thing, is like, I'm so glad that David told you about us and that you're cool with it. Yeah. (laughs) Spilling the beans about what happened with Nikki and David. And I do. Here's the thing. I do think that Nikki, I don't think she was doing that on purpose. No, I think she really thought that David Because that David knew. said, I will tell her tonight. Yeah. So I think that she was just trying to like break the ice about it. I don't think it was, I don't think she was trying to be like a vixen, you know? Yes. I think, no, I think so too. I think she was just oblivious because they yeah. started talking about David and mm-hmm. anyway. So then Donna is like, can you tell me what happened? And she says that they only kissed and Donna says, well, that's all we do. Like, I'm still like, that's not, that doesn't make me feel better. So Nikki says that when she wanted to go farther, that David said no, because he didn't want to hurt Donna. And Donna's reaction here is to say that she's not going to get mad. She's going to get even. Yeah. Which, what did you think she was going to do when she said that? I thought she was going to go make out with somebody. I thought she was at the very least going to go make David jealous in some way. Yeah. Or or make him think that she had a fling in Paris or something. I, yeah. I thought she was actually going to do something that would put David in a position to feel the way that she felt. Yes. At least temporarily. But that is not to be the case as it goes on. I just have to say, uh, unlike Emily Valentine, who I instantly didn't like, I liked Nikki right from the start. I like Nikki, too. I remember this character very well from like watching this as a child. And I always just thought she was cool. Yeah. I like her, her, uh, her vibe. And remember the lore here was that she and some of the other younger characters were being groomed for a spinoff that never right. was to yeah. be. So bummer. Anywho. Okay. The next scene is when Herbert is being picked on by three other guys. They've stolen his folder of, papers and are tossing it around steve comes in and saves him gets his gets his stuff back and herbert calls him sir which yeah. makes the other the other guys laugh but i thought it was so, i thought it was so cute that he said yeah. that and then uh steve says don't call me sir and he says okay fine as long as you don't call me hubert because he's been calling yeah. him hubert the whole episode right right uh I kind of wondered if, because you remember in season one where I think it was the uh, the episodes about about the sports teams and stuff. Steve was very openly racist. Do you remember this? Yes. Very. I mean, there's no there's no like maybe he didn't mean that. He did. I kind of wondered if I don't know. Maybe they will, and I just don't remember it. But I wondered if like having his Hubert is er, <laughs> there. I did it. Herbert is a <laughs> is a black character, and I wondered if they were. If they were going to kind of look at that aspect of Steve and have this sort of be something that helps him get over the racism that that he's showed earlier. But now I kind of don't think so. What do you think? Yeah, I was wondering if they were going to do that, too. It doesn't happen in these couple episodes. No. So. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Put a pin in that. Brandon and Nikki have another little interaction where they shake hands and introduce themselves. 
uh, finally after running that. into each I other. I hate like that six trope times. so much. <laughs> Let's start over. Hi, I'm Nick. I don't don't like it. (laughs) Yeah. Next scene is in the bathroom. Brenda comes in to see Sue is putting on her clean cut outfit again because she's going home. She doesn't want her parents to know how she has been acting at school. Brenda then brings up that she knew Scott and that she was there at that birthday party and um, she buried the time capsule and everything. And she says that, you know, I was there then and I can be here for you now. Mm -hmm. And Sue is, um, she's reluctant at first, but then Brenda says she could give her the name of a counselor or a phone number Mm -hmm. to call. And she says that that would be helpful. She also says, you don't know what it's like living in that house. And I feel for her. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, the whole situation is terrible, but their mom is a little insane. So the, that scene with the birthday party with Scott's whole family was like, oh, these people are yeah. all going to have issues. Yeah. Sue has a really good line there. When Brenda says, I knew your brother, Sue jumps in with before or after he shot himself, which yeah. I thought was a pretty good line there and kind of shows you. I think it's good writing because it, it, it gives you a window in what she's been dealing with, with like people coming up and talking to her. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. after Scott died, being like, oh, Scott, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I like that she got that line in there because I thought it kind of filled that out a little bit. Yeah. Next scene is at the blaze. Brandon is feeling overwhelmed with all the work he has to do. And Mr. Myers asks him if he thinks he's sexist. Which I think is very inappropriate. It's a very pal buddy conversation. Exactly. Did we mention, very was I looking up Walt Whitman when you brought this up that, that, Mr. Meyer has asked Brendan to call him Gil outside of class. Oh, Have we no. established that? I, we didn't. Okay. I didn't say okay. that. Yeah, which is another thing that Andrea throws in his face earlier. Brandon's like, well, Gil wants me to look at the package you put together. And she's like, oh, Gil, huh? You guys are so chummy. And it just kind of adds to, because he didn't say that to Andrea, as you recall. Yep. But there's something about him having this fight with Andrea and him going to, you know, Andrea's equal going going to like a male student and talking about the conversations that she had with her. I just think like as a teacher, that's inappropriate. But it also feels very like old boys club. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so I couldn't tell if this was supposed to be like a redeeming thing about him. Well, he, does, I, he says that he 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 saw the way that teachers used to treat females in his class. And he always said that he would never be like that he would never be the teacher that doesn't call on a girl because she's a girl but now he's doing it so he so did that change your opinion of him did it um, change your the way you're looking at the character i honestly think that he was just unaware and i hope now that he is aware of what he's doing that he changes what he the Mm -hmm. way he acts basically um but i don't know i still think that he he hasn't handled most of this no in a good way. So. No. Mm-mm. So their solution, we see uh, Brandon finds Andrea at the library and says that they are going to be co-editors of The Blaze. Which I think is just, it's it's kind of like patronizing, I feel like, to Andrea. What do you think? A little bit. Honestly, I think he just should have been like, I made a mistake. Let's make Andrea the the editor again yeah and i honestly think brandon would have been fine with it 
I think he would have been fine with it too. I think as is often happens with, with Brandon, like somebody strokes his ego and he just can't resist it. The thing is like Brandon is, has been the sports editor, even though he never covers sports and covers other <laughs> things, but that has been maintained in the continuity that Brandon is the sports editor. So like he has upward momentum. Brandon could be made the features editor. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he could be, there are ways for him to take on more responsibility. There's even ways for him to sort of be like, the assistant editor or something like that. But for him to sort of be like, Hey, Gil and I talk this over and I'm going to let you be my partner on this. I think I didn't like it. What about yeah. you? No, I don't think it's a good solution, but Andrea was, is okay with it. And I was really surprised about that too. I thought she'd be like, I don't need this. Forget it. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, the last scene is at Dylan's and everyone's coming over for the barbecue uh, Dylan's trying to grill and it's very clear that he's burning the the burgers that are on the grill. Yes. Nikki is there with Donna, which I found confusing because I would think they wouldn't want to hang out together anymore, but they're there together. Mm-hmm. And then when David walks in, Nikki pulls him as- pulls him into the house to talk to him alone and comes onto him. Like she's all over it, all over him, trying to kiss him, pushing him on a couch. Yeah. Yep. And he says no, uh, that, you know, he's with Donna. He doesn't want to hurt Donna and she he doesn't want to be with her. And Don- Donna behind them is like busted. We got you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and then, then she forgives like, him. <laughs> I'm not mad anymore. Like, When were you ever mad? You know, like. <sighs> I didn't like that. I thought like she forgives him so fast. And that's I mean, the fact that she's able to forgive him for something like this, of course, but like without any sort of conversation about it just seems like Isn't this the second big thing she's had to forgive him for? What was the other thing? I don't know. I'm trying to re- I oh. I feel like there was another thing that I was like, okay, I guess she's going to forgive him for that. Maybe that was Brenda. Hmm. I don't know. Well, anyway, I feel like he gets off way too easy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Way too easy. She should have at least like yelled and screamed and been like, I can't believe it before they were like, oh, ha ha, we got you. Like or or at least I mean, I don't know if she would have just been like, explain this to me. Explain yourself. Yeah. You know, and then apologize because he just. He just, his way of apology, I guess, is like, so you're not mad anymore. And she's like, of course not. Yeah, it's, I didn't like it. Real stoop. I didn't like it. Yeah. Then we find out that Nikki is interested in Brandon because she's asking Mm -hmm. Donna about Brandon. Yes. And then Brenda and Kelly have a little aside where Kelly is all sad and lonely. And Brenda says that they need to find her a guy. Mm -hmm. A guy as good as Dylan. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> is what she says. Good luck. Yeah, and that's the end of the episode. Okay. Well, we're back at school, senior year. Kendra, what's the verdict? Do you like it? You senior think it holds year. up? Senior year. There's so much drama. It's so fun yes. to watch. Yes. Uh, I'm excited I, for senior year. I am too. I'm glad that the that the Gil, I mean, I told you, he's here for 13 episodes. So I'm glad that this Gil plot is not a one and done situation. Because in earlier seasons i feel like it would have been yeah like we never would have seen that character again and it would have just been like what an interesting thing we talked about for five minutes i'm interested to see how it plays out because i don't fully remember how it plays out Hmm. well we'll have to see we'll see i liked it i thought it was fun i liked it too what was your snap 
there's a lot. There's a lot. But I think I'm going to go with Brenda finding the earring because I thought that was a very, like the music swells and everything. Mm. Like, what's this? I just thought that was a classic, like old school soap kind of moment. So that's my 90210 snap for this episode. What about you? I think mine is when he suggests to Andrea that Brandon be the editor. Mm. Yeah. Because I think out loud, I was like, oh. Yeah. So. Yeah. Did you have any idea that's where it was heading? When he started talking about, do you think Brandon has leadership potential? Yeah. I I had a feeling where it was yes. going. But. All right. Shall we move on to the backstory? And this this time we can do it in order and you can do the synopsis first. <laughs> <laughs> the synopsis is, it's SAT week and a chain-smoking Brenda is asked to participate in a tabloid show called Backstory, which is doing a feature on Beverly Hills teens. The gang is angry when the show paints them all in a negative light. Meanwhile, Steve is tempted by a West Beverly alum when he is offered a master key to the school and Nikki decides to trade up and makes a play for Brandon. All right, our guest cast for this episode includes, uh, well, first it was directed by Bradley M. Gross and written by Karen Rosen. Karen Rosen, who wrote all of the Paris plot. Yes. She wrote all the Paris half of the episode. Back here for a full episode. Recurring characters Joey Tata, Denise Dows, Dana Barron, Michael Kulitz, and Josh Lucas return as Nat, Miss Teasley, Nikki, Tony Miller, and Blackjack McKay. Blackjack. <laughs> we have Kamala Lopez as Beth Nielsen, the producer here for Backstory. Uh, she appeared in shows like Spencer for Hire, Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman, Murder, <laughs> She Wrote, NYPD Blue, Star Trek, Voyager, The Mentalist, and many, many more. We have Chad Niagris as BJ. This is the first of two appearances for this character of BJ, the West Bev alum who is tempting Steve with a key. Uh, this is his most is best known role. Uh, not a lot of other credits outside of this, but he also appeared in the show Judging Amy. Finally, and this was an interesting one because uh, the character Suds Lipton. Do you remember Suds? No. She's she's BJ's girlfriend who you oh, think Steve okay. is dating at first. That was I her recognized name. Recognized <laughs> her Suds Lipton. Yeah. Okay. And Steve calls her Suds. I recognized her right away, but I couldn't figure out why. Well, let me tell you some of her credits. She recurred on shows like Life and Friday Night Lights, and I thought, oh, maybe that's it. Uh, she was also on The Last Ship. But no, I know her from Melrose Place, where she's a series regular. Huh. Uh, she play she plays Samantha Riley for almost 70 episodes in the later half of Melrose Place. So huh. here we go. This is our first major... Uh, we've had a few other like this person recurred as a tiny, small character. But this is the first time we see a major character uh, making a little debut here and then going over to Melrose Place. Different character on Melrose Place. Still interesting, though. Nice. All right. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. We start at the SAT review course. They're all getting ready for the SATs. The instructor is giving tips for the test. Steve calls David a racer head. Have you seen that movie, Nick? Because I it have. scarred me for life. Oh, my gosh. I only okay. watched five minutes of it. And you were scarred for life after that five minutes. It was awful. Intense. It was so gross. Ugh, ugh. I can't even think about it. It was awful. Anyway, okay. the uh, the instructor says to remember SDSM. Scan, discard, select, move on. I was really confused about this because, like, why are they taking the SATs the second day of school? I thought yeah, that was it's weird. very early in the year. I thought that was weird. I looked it up, though, and it, it it looks like most people do take them the second half of their junior year or at fall of their senior year. And the, the course is offered seven times a year, and one of those times is in October. So I don't know. I, mm. I guess it sort of it, does make sense that they'd be taking it this early. Yeah, 
I feel it does feel very early. Yeah, yeah. They come out of this review course and the news is there and wants to talk to them about the pressures of the test. And while they're talking to Brenda, Steve sees that the news show is called Backstory. Mm-hmm. And he rips the mic away from is her name Beth? Beth Beth Nielsen, yes. Beth, who's talking to Brenda and tells her off for doing this awful story on his mom. Uh, and he, you know, denounces them, says he, he'll he break their camera next time. Yes. And, and then uh, walks away. Mm-hmm. Next scene is at school. Brandon talks to Steve about what happened with the, the news thing because he wasn't there for it. He's not taking the SATs again. He already took right. them. And he liked the score, I guess. We're happy with their scores last year. Yes. Yeah. Uh, how many times did you take the SAT, Nick? I was trying to remember that. I think just one. I just took it once. Yeah. I got the exact math score I needed to get into the college I wanted. And I was like, I'm good. <laughs> Done. I'm not lock doing it, it again. I'm going to lock that in. <laughs> I kind of wondered here with the character Beth Nielsen, who is the producer for the show that is all about like doing big dramatic things to get good ratings. Her name is Nielsen. And I wonder if that's a poke at like the Nielsen's rating system. Oh, maybe. I kind of think it is. But maybe who knows? Just a guess. Steve thinks that Brandon should go for it with Nikki. Yes. Um, but Brandon is is pretty hesitant about it. Which I don't get. I don't get why he's hesitant no, about it. No, I don't he, get it either. Clearly, I mean, they like each other. They have chemistry. I think I don't it's know just because she's so eager. She's yeah, just like very available, I guess. Mm, I don't know. That's true. That then is true. Suds come up, comes up and kisses Steve and says yes. that she'll see him at the Peach Pit. Right. And he has to tell Brandon, like, she has a boyfriend. I'm mm-hmm. not. We're not dating. Yes. Brenda the, says she... The be- unfortunately named BJ is her boyfriend. Yeah, very unfortunate. Well, her name is Suds, too. I mean, they're both... That's true. Both BJ unfortunate names. That, that sounds like a cop show from the 70s, you know? Like, <laughs> it does, dun, yeah. BJ and Suds. <laughs> Brenda's talking with Kelly and says that she needs a cigarette for finally addressing the smoking problem. I know. I yeah, knew it was go. coming. I, I genuinely forgot about it. Until she started like huffing away at cigarettes. She's like a chain smoker now, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. And Kelly um, is does not approve. Thinks that she shouldn't no. smoke. Is throwing all this information about how bad smoking is. Um, she's also doing this like gel thing in her hair. Like her hair is more. Yeah. It's not a. She's definitely putting more product in her hair yeah. this mm-hmm. this school year. Possibly a mousse. It's but hard to possibly, see. possibly a mousse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you and, like it? I do like it. Yeah. I kind of like it too. Yeah, I kind of like it. It's very 90s. Very 90s. Agreed. Agreed. Nikki and Donna uh, have a little talk about Brandon. Mm-hmm. That nothing much except they're just talking about Brandon. Yeah. Nothing really going After on. After school, back, the Beth from Backstory comes to find Brenda at school and they go for coffee and she says that she wants to do a story on Beverly Hills kids that yes. kind of shows that they aren't what people think they are. Yeah. Um, and that there's more to them than just being rich. It's it was it's kind of weird that she would zero in on Brenda when she finds out that Brenda's only lived there for like two years. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like she didn't grow up in that scenario, so it's kind of weird to I guess I she guess... was the one who was willing to talk to her. So True. that's why she True. went for her. Which Totally plays, by the way, that Brenda would be up for doing this. Oh yes, definitely. I mean, she asks, like, would I be on? T- would I be on camera? Yeah, <laughs> she's very interested in that. She also smokes another cigarette in this mm-hmm. scene. Yep. Next scene is at the Peach Pit. Brenda wants to talk to Brandon. 
but he's too busy to talk to her about uh backstory mm-hmm. she he also points out that she's wearing a lot of perfume because she's trying to cover up the smoke yes scent yes nikki comes in and sits at the bar because i think donna had told her that brandon works at the peach pit well the conversation they had earlier was nikki was saying he's so serious and he's so focused on school and stuff and and donna's like oh you should see him outside of school at the peach pit he's a totally different guy so nikki's like excellent yeah so she she sits at the bar but he he doesn't he's very busy so he doesn't really have time to give to her nat is nat's only role in this episode is to be like brandon the whole time that's just everything he does get a move on brandon hurry up brandon yeah (laughs) steve is talking with bj and bj says that he has a master key that gets you into everything you could possibly want to get into at the school, including everything. grade banks and tests and everything. Yes. And he is passing it down to Steve. It's been a thing that's been passed down uh, throughout the years. Steve is very unsure about taking it. He doesn't feel great about it. Um, so BJ tells him to think about it. And he says, try not to be a jerk for once. <laughs> I was genuinely surprised that Steve wasn't like, heck, yes, I want this Yeah, key. I know. Steve, I didn't, I didn't Steve that, is but. sometimes on the level and sometimes, yeah. you know, not very moral. Yeah, I guess I just thought with like school and this is another this is another good callback. Uh, I guess it, it happens a little later. But Brandon calls back to the early days when Steve was trying to get him to cheat on that test in the old guys class. Yeah. Yeah. That happens later. Um, but yeah, that was a good callback. Later on at the Peach Pit, Brenda is waiting for Brandon and they're. Uh, at his locker and he says that she says that he should just ask Nikki out yeah but he I don't know he says he feels not right about it I don't know I guess because she's younger he sees her as young yeah but I mean sophomore to senior yeah and then as they're driving home they they're talking about backstory and how she wants to do it and he says you need to check with Miss Teasley he says it several times which I guess they finally learned their lesson after the whole condom episode. Remember when they were yes. going to do uh, the TV show was going to come and they were just talking to people. Yep. And, like, nobody ever consulted with the school. This time, Miss Teasley's like, yep. no way. You want to No, you got to talk to me. Yep. Know? So I like that they finally like stepped in there. Well, maybe we shouldn't let children just go on TV. But yeah, probably not. Brenda. Still, I'll... I still I have to say, though, the things that they do in this TV show, they would get sued instantly. Like, oh, no yeah. way could they get Brenda on camera without her parents' permission. Oh, no yeah. way could they use, like, specific pictures of children and be like, That's this crazy. girl's the whore. Okay, I mean, hold on. No hold on. We're not there yet. I'm, there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. sorry. So uh, she all, Brenda also says that she feels disconnected from her friends, that since she's come back from Paris, she she feels pretty alone, except for Dylan and, and Brandon. Sure. Right. At home, they get home and Jim and Cindy are going out. And as they're saying goodbye, she drops her pack of cigarettes. Wah, wah, wah. Cut to a big lecture about smoking and, and cigarettes. Cindy brings up her cancer scare that she yeah. had. Um, yeah, a lot a, of callbacks. A lot of callbacks. Episodes. Yeah. All back heavy. Mm-hmm. And... Brenda Brenda just plays it off. She says that she can quit anytime. She just did it a couple times because everyone was doing it in Paris. And it's fine. So let's just drop it. <laughs> I like when Brandon steps forward and he's like, look, she just got out of hand when she was over there. And now and she's like, Brandon, shut up. 
It's like Brenda. Yeah. Well, she he, says it a little more calm than that. He is helping. I know. But like he was there. He was like defending her and she yeah. just like shut him right down. I'm like, okay. Yep. Next scene is at school. David and Donna are in the recording booth studying for the SATs. They do a cute little like game show thing. David like pretends that she's on a game show it was cute Mm -hmm. they see through the window that Kelly and Brenda are arguing again cut to there's been there's a lot of like good transitions Mm -hmm. I feel like in these episodes yeah Yeah, it's true Kelly uh, is happy that Brenda got caught so that she'll have to stop Dylan walks up and says he isn't taking the SAT and this little uh, clip of Kelly Rolling her eyes is a gif that I see very often, and I oh, really? and I'm like, fun. oh, when are we gonna get to that gif? Here it is. Yeah, there it is. A lot of eye rolling from Kelly. Yeah, and we got it. We got a full out. You you joked when Brenda first came back from Paris that like we would have a whole episode about this in the first season. We finally got our like smoking stinks yep. lecture between like Kelly and Dylan. It finally happens. Yeah, here it is. Brenda then goes in the booth. Oh, wait, 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 though, wait. Brenda says the most insensitive thing here. Kelly's like, you know, you could really get hooked on those or whatever. And she's like in front of Dylan. Brenda's like, Kelly, don't get all AA on me. Yeah. What? I thought Dylan was going to take offense at that, but he didn't really. I know. know. So. Yeah. No, it it slid, but we were pretty shocked about that. Yeah. Uh, So she goes in the booth to talk to Donna and David. Donna is very sad that they're not getting along. Uh, her and Kelly, and she also asked David for a video scrapbook that she had him make, which she then takes to this giant RV that is parked, <laughs> yes. I guess, I, near the school because she walks. I think it's like just it. it's just off school property. I think is the thing. And she gives Beth the yearbook, a yearbook, and this video scrapbook. Um, Beth asks her to come in, which she does, and she's very impressed with all the technology and how they can just edit right there in the van. And she decides that she'll stay a while and help with the editing. Cut to Andrea and she Brandon. She might as well smoke, right? Yeah, might I mean, as while well. she's there, I mean, I mean yeah. Beth is smoking, Brandon might as well smoke. It's fine. Andrea and Brandon are talking about the paper, and we find out that Nikki is joining the paper. Perfect. To be closer to Brandon. Shades. Shades of Emily Valentine. Yes. If you recall. Bit. Speaking of, speaking of, is this the first time we've had any sort of recurring romance, uh, even possibility for Brandon since Emily Valentine? I want to say no, yes. No, we had, uh, what's her, racist. Oh, Brooke. Oh, racist yes. Brooke. <laughs> See how my mind just completely, yeah. <laughs> you okay. pushed her out of your mind. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, okay, what's next? Oh, Beth and Beth and Brenda. Brenda is so freaking stupid in this episode. She's just telling Beth everything. She says Beth is seeing Donna and she says, oh, she looks like an airhead and Brenda's like, well, she has a learning disability. And then she tells about how Uh, Kelly uh, used to be really loose and now she's changed. And I was like, stop (laughs) talking. Stop anytime. Stop your words from coming out of your mouth. Just telling everything about about all her friends, which we know is going to blow up in her face later. Yeah. While, while she's being recorded, don't forget. Yes. Then we have a little scene uh, where Mrs. Teasley tells Steve if he parks in the faculty lot again, she's going to tow his car. Funny. BJ shows up and 
Mrs. Teasley goes on and on about how smart and how great he is. And yeah. Yeah. Then we have this little scene of Brenda filming um, and answering questions. And this is where she says she's from Minnesota. Um, Yeah. Next scene is at Dylan's house. And Brenda, Brenda comes in. They're doing some kissing. And he says that Brenda reeks of smoke. (laughs) Because mm-hmm. she's been smoking, and she's she smoker. says that she will quit smoking if he takes the SATs, which he does not agree to. He doesn't. He doesn't he, want he to. That, still at this he point, he says she's like, at least just think about it. And she's like, okay, it's a deal. I will think about it. Yes. At school, Brandon is editing something of Nikki's, and she's like standing there watching him do it and talking to him about it, and. He he kind of sends her off and is like, I'll do this later. And Andrea says, if he's not into her, he needs to nip it in the bud. Yeah, he tries to pass it off to Andrea. He's like, why don't we have Andrea edit this one? She's like, mm-mm. Yep, he needs to deal with it. And then she goes on to say that it's not fun to pine after someone when they're not interested in you. Yep, and she knows. A little bit of, little bit of a reminder there, Brandon. Brenda goes back to the RV to collect the video and the yearbook, and we see a little conversation between Beth and Dan, who is her editor, coworker, whatever. And Dan he is seems like, like he has some kind of authority. He though. does, and uh, like maybe he, a producer or something. He says they need to spice it up mm-hmm. um, because it's just not interesting enough. And she says yeah. that she promised that she wouldn't exploit the kids, and he's like, "Too bad, basically." Which once again you can't really do. You can't just no. You can't just you can't like, do what they did. Children. No, no way, no way. Later on at school, Mrs. Teasley is upset. She's found out about backstory and that they're doing mm-hmm. this and they've been approaching students. And she wants Andrea and Brandon to put a thing in the paper that says "Do not talk to anyone from backstory." Mm-hmm. Then. I just wrote Nikki and Steve. Oh, this is when Brandon is trying to find Brenda. And he like goes from class to class to class looking for Brenda. Mm-hmm. So he runs into Nikki and Steve. And then he runs into Kelly and Donna in art class. And then he runs into Dylan in the hallway. And they're both looking for Brenda because Dylan, he's still not going to take the SATs. He's going to see his dad that weekend instead. So he's on his way out. Um, and he was looking for Brenda to say goodbye, but doesn't find her. Brandon then calls home and makes an excuse like, oh, did Brenda need a ride home? Mm-hmm. And Cindy says that she's in the library studying for the SATs. Nikki, he turns around and Nikki is there asking if everything is okay. And he is so mean to her. Yeah. He just, he unloads on her. He's like, look, you're fine, but I don't ever want to talk to you again. Get out of my face. <laughs> Basically. It's a lot. And it's she's a lot. like, wow. Okay. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I mean, she does kind of call him on it. She was like, I just, she's like, I just asked if you were all right. And you said you were. So bye. Bye. But yeah, it it is definitely too much. Yeah, too much. At the library, he tells, he he finds Brenda and is very worried about backstory, asking what she said to them. And she's like, it's fine. It's going to be great. Everyone's going to love it. Don't worry. Don't worry about it. Brenda. At the Peach Pit, Brandon uh, and Steve are talking in the back by his locker. And Brandon is very annoyed with how Brenda is handling this whole thing. And then Steve tells Brandon about the key. 
Why Ooh. he would tell Brandon, who he know he must know that Brandon is not going to go for that. True. I sort of think that's why, though. I think Steve knows that he shouldn't, and he talks to the person who's going to talk him out of it, well, not to somebody who's going to be like, yeah, do it. Well, if that works, I mean, if that's what he wanted, it works, because yes. he he brings up, hey, remember how you we met because you were stealing test yeah, questions? Yeah. Um, and it didn't work that out, was, so don't do that it again. Episode, do you remember that episode? That was with the that was with the older teacher who Brandon once again just unloads that on yeah. that teacher. He's like, nobody <laughs> likes you. You're a garbage teacher. <laughs> Classic season one, Brandon. Yep. At the Walsh home, Brenda walks in, and Jim and Cindy are watching Backstory, and so she sits down to watch, and uh, right off the bat, it's been billed as a view of the rich and spoiled kids of Beverly Hills. Yeah, cl- they were clearly doing a take on uh, Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous, which you probably definitely are too young for that I show. I mean, with I've Robin heard of Beach. it. You've heard of it. Wow, yes. okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's what they were going for. The guy that they had on there doing the whole thing, I thought it was Robin Leach. It was not, in fact, but <laughs> they, they knew what they were doing. Um, it's awful. They they call yes. they they show pictures of all the all of her friends. Yeah. They zero in on yep. Steve and say that yeah. he's uh I don't know. I can't remember what they say about Steve. Well, it's all about like he's the washed the son of a washed up sitcom star. <laughs> yeah, and then this uh, girl they say has that a learning disability. <laughs> they say that Donna has a learning disability, and her parents' solution is to send her to Paris. And then <laughs> right. they talk about Kelly yeah. sleeping around. It's awful. Yeah. It is it's truly awful. awful. Oh my gosh, they would be. I mean, the parents of these children would own this show. Forever, if they if this actually aired, I mean, they would be sued to death. Well, Brenda asks if they can sue. Yeah, uh, and Jim uh, and is like, like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, they definitely have a case. But, oh yes. Um, <laughs> but uh, she's like, well, maybe no one's watching, and then we see everyone in their own Everybody homes is, is watching. watching. Yes. Yeah. Brenda decides to go for a walk where she uh, runs after, into Brandon. After trying to call everybody. Don't forget that. Yes. She tries to call everyone. Uh, she She's getting busy signals. David pretty much is like, no one wants to talk to you and hangs up on her. That's later, and she actually. Goes, oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. All right. But she runs into Brandon while she's out for this walk. And uh, Brandon saw it, too. So he knows what's going on. And she yeah. says, I really need a cigarette. But Brandon keeps her from having a cigarette. She throws it away. They go home to eat some ice cream while she's still calling people. And then this is where David finally answers the phone. And we can see that Kelly is like crying. And uh, she says that no one wants to talk to her and hangs up on her. I feel so bad for Kelly. I did too. Because especially all of this stuff about Kelly like sleeping around. This is stuff she was getting over in the first season. So we're talking about things she did when she was like 14. Yeah. And now it's like on TV. It's horrible. It's awful. Very awful. Um, Next scene is at the jail where Dylan is going to see his dad. And his dad knows that he's skipping the SATs. Yeah. (laughs) He he has it on his calendar that Dylan should be taking the SATs. Um, And he kind of lectures Dylan a little bit and says that he needs to go to college, basically. 
I think that Jack handles it pretty well, though, because he's not like, you have to do this, you have to do this. And Dylan's like, well, can I just figure this out myself? And Jack's like, yeah, man, do whatever you want. Yeah. Like, if you, if you want if you want to be respected by the Jim Walsh's of this world, then you need to earn it. But, yeah, sure, go <laughs> ahead and make whatever mistakes you want. Yeah. <laughs> he never really tells Dylan to do it. He's just kind of like, here's the reality, old chum. Yeah. Which it was I a thought, good conversation. You know, solid, uh, solid jail visiting room parenting from Black Jack McKay. <laughs> And that's all you can ask for, really. It's literally all. Remember, <laughs> Jack did Jack did teach him to read. We know yes. that because he knows a line from Green Eggs and Ham, and that proves it <laughs> that beyond proves a it. shadow of a doubt. He did that it. Jack taught him to read. At school, they're there. They're all there to take the the SATs. Donna's really nervous, um, but David yeah. tells her to remember what is it? Mark. I can select recycle, reduce, reuse. No, <laughs> that's different. Um, then the, some guys come to pick on Steve about, uh, they, they say, I don't know. They say a line from the show, uh, yeah. to, to pick on him and Steve calls. Oh, about his, his emotional instability yes, or something like that. That's what it is. Yeah. And Steve calls yeah. him a butthead. Yeah. Brenda shows up and Classic. everyone is super, even Donna, the yeah. nicest one yeah. tells her off and walks Donna's away. Like, Why don't you fall into a hole, Brenda? No <laughs> one wants you here. <laughs> Um, and she tries to apologize to Kelly and Kelly is like, whatever. Bye. Kelly's like, I guess you needed to get that up your chest and now you got it off your chest and get out of my face. Yeah. So they all go into the test and when they're everybody's, all, everybody's, everybody's in a great headspace to take yeah, the SAT really right now, great. I think. Um, but at the last minute, Dylan also shows up to take the test. Mm, no, no, he doesn't. I mean, he does take the test, but he goes to the high school that's, uh, by the jail. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, he gotcha. goes to yeah. It's it wasn't it wasn't West Bev, so I don't know that they're aware that he did that. But yeah, it's it's the high school that's out there because it, it was like Lompoc or something like that, which is where the jail is. I missed that. I must have been writing a note when. Well, that's why there's two of us. Yeah, Kendra. that's why there's two to catch all the details. For regular Donnie and Marie, you and I. <laughs> At the Walsh home, this is during the test. Beth shows up to try and talk to Brenda. Um, but what he what she gets is Brandon, who takes many jabs at her about yep. what she's done. And Beth says that she quit her, quit. her job because she she's done was very unhappy with what happened. Effective immediately. And she asks <laughs> where she can find Kelly Taylor as well to talk to her. So after the test, they they're all walking out of the test. Well, Steve, Kelly and David are walking out of the test and Brenda walks out and kind of stalks past them and they like stare her down as she walks by and we see that Beth and Brandon are there. Beth wants to apologize and tells them all that Brenda had very good intentions that this wasn't how it was supposed to be and that she was lied to and uh, all is forgiven. Kelly's like, oh, you told them I was smart. Okay. Yeah. Here's a hug. We're friends again. Well, and I mean, Beth does give her the tape that actually like shows but everything. But here's the that, thing. She yes. still had to tell Beth all that stuff yes, in the first that's place. That's true. That's true. You're right. So, again, I don't think she should have been. I don't think she should have gotten off that easy. You're right. You're right. I mean, it, Kelly still has to deal with the fallout of everyone sure. seeing all that stuff. So, yeah. I mean. It's it's helpful to know that Brenda's intentions were not to smear everybody. But the fact is she broke a lot of confidences on television as well, which she knew she was doing. So, yeah. 
you know. Well, all is forgiven. All is forgiven. All Kendra. is forgiven. The last scene is at the all peach forgiven. pit, and they're all discussing the test and how it went. And <laughs> they keep talking about things, and Steve is like, "No, you idiot! That wasn't the answer." And they're like, "Actually, Steve, that, that was the answer." <laughs> Should have taken a key. <laughs> uh, Brandon. Uh, Nikki walks in and Brandon takes her in the back to talk to her and he apologizes for how he acted. Yep. And then he kisses her. There's a little bit of kissing. A little bit. She He kisses her. She kisses him. There's kissing happening. Yep. And that's the end of the... Then they talk about milkshakes. They want a, a little bit of both, half chocolate, half vanilla milkshake. Yes, because yeah. earlier when Brandon was slammed to the peach pit, she couldn't decide what kind of milkshake she wanted. Something he was complaining about when others were telling him to date her. So it's a little bit of a callback to that. Um, I like it. I like the pairing. What do you think about that? I like Brandon it too. And Nikki? I yeah. know it's not going to last, but you know, I'll yeah. enjoy it while. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> well, maybe they, maybe they get married. I doubt maybe, it. Nick. Maybe they maybe they get married and she's killed in a tragic kayaking accident. You don't know. Oh wow. That would be that'd be pretty crazy. The fact of the matter is you don't know. So <laughs> that's true. Uh, verdict, Kendra. I like this episode. Again, a lot I, of drama. True. I had a good time with both of these episodes. I feel like the show's finding its groove. You I know, think so too. It's less issues based now. It's a lot more like these are characters that are in flux. I and... mean, even though we were dealing with smoking, yeah, it, it wasn't like. The whole episode was about exactly. smoking. Season one episode would have all been Brenda is smoking. How do we stop this? <laughs> and it was just one of many things happening in the episode. What was your 90210 snap, Kendra? Hmm, probably them. Wa- I mean, them watching the backstory and yeah. hearing all the stuff that they were saying about her friends. I'm going to go with Brandon unloading on Nikki. Mm, that's a good one, too. It was intense. It was uncalled for. <laughs> it was. It was out of line. Not appreciated. Uh, yeah, I yeah, I had a good time with both of these episodes. I'm excited to keep going and see what. I mean, the Donna David stuff is resolved now. I guess they're. I guess they're yeah. fine. But I'm excited to see where the Dylan Kelly Brenda stuff goes. Oh, that's coming to a head. You know that's. Coming oh yeah, to a head. it's got to be soon. So. Yeah. All right. I wonder how long do you think? How long is this like going to be hanging over everybody's head? A couple more? A couple more episodes? And do you think, because I don't remember. I truly don't remember. What is your prediction about how this is going to come out? Is wow, Dylan going to tell? The fact is that Kelly you don't tell? remember is interesting to me. Because hmm. I feel like it would be a big deal. I don't remember. I, don't I think even... Kelly's going to break. You think Kelly's going to break? I think Kelly's okay. going to tell. Okay. I think she's scared too, but I think she's not going to be able to take it anymore. I sort of feel like Brenda is going to somehow put things together. Another one of those where she's going to be mad at them for not telling her. I think it might be that she figures something out. I wouldn't be surprised if that's how it ended up. We'll see how it goes. Kendra, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but this uh, commentary on these episodes may be longer than the episode's running time. (laughs) (laughs) You are correct. We sure can talk 90210. Thank you. Goodness. All right. Well, I guess I guess we got to get right out of here then. I will say today as we record is Paul McCartney's birthday. So happy birthday to my happy good friend birthday. Paul McCartney. My favorite Paul McCartney album, his first solo debut, just called McCartney, has an empty bowl of cherries on the front of it. 
It's great it's, from start to finish. It's my favorite concert I've ever been to. I cried several times. It's great. Oh, yeah, that was a great concert. It's yeah. great. All right. Well, you can join us next week as we continue our 90210 discussion with episode 3.9, High Wire, and 3.10, Home and Away. 902, and here we go. 